welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome to another episode of Almond Delight Reading Corner. Relax, kick up your feet as we get into this week's read. Tonight we'll be reading Loving Topaz, a novella by James Caldwell. Head on over to Amazon.com and download your books today. Come and support our authors. But we're going to get into this book. <laughs> Loving Topaz. Tell a friend to tell a friend and then tell their friends. We over here reading, y'all. But let's get into this book. Are you ready? Good evening and welcome to another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. <laughs> well, this week we will continue our read of Loving Topaz, a novella by yours truly, Mr. James Colwell. We are on chapter, oh, and this is a long chapter. We're on chapter eight, y'all. Oh, this is a long chapter, so this is all y'all gonna get. <laughs> But let's uh, recap of what happened last week. So we know in chapter six and seven, uh, Mama Tree, which is Topaz's mother, she still ain't feeling him. So, you know, he was living over with uh, the Jespers, which is Waleed's mother and father's house. Waleed is Topaz's mother, boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So he was living over there with them. They took him in and now they're treating him as a son. And we know that that is just another thing for Wally to put Topaz like up under his thumb so he can be with him wherever he goes. You know, he pretty much has a leash on him at this moment, but it sucks. But here we are on chapter eight. And like I said, this is a long chapter. So y'all get ready. Um, Disclaimer. <laughs> heavy on the cussing and maybe some other little adult stuff that may be going on in this book so y'all know it's words that Amin Brown might not normally say in her regular life but I'm gonna give you every essence of this book okay so y'all get into it if you have your drinks whatever you gonna drink get your drink child I got some water <laughs> but let's get into this book so if you have not shared the video go ahead and share the video tell a friend to tell a friend we over here reading y'all <laughs> Chapter 8, uh, Reunification Possibilities. Although everything was ideal at my new home with the Jaspers, there was a small part of me that actually missed my own family. Again, I was probably being a little naive. This part of me that longed to belong and be accepted by my biological family was kicked into high gear the second week in November 
When the Jaspers announced that we would be going to Ohio to spend Thanksgiving with Mr. Jasper's family. I apologized and explained that I would love to go, but my grandmother had invited me to spend the holiday with my own family at her house. Mrs. Jasper was not receptive to the idea at all, but of course, I had Waleed to back me up. He explained to his parents that we would not be going to Ohio this year either, that he wouldn't be going to Ohio, and that he would be spending a holiday with the Baloo clan. He assured them that there wouldn't be any drama. Mom and Trian had made up, and my grandmother was really sad on reunifying me with them. It was, a very diff it was very difficult to get Mrs. Jasper on board with the idea, but Waleed pleaded with his mom and assured her that he would be part of my every step and nothing would happen to me. I think the deciding factor for her to say yes is when Waleed told her that my Uncle Joe lived in the home with my grandmother, and he would definitely be there. She did agree after that was placed on the table. <laughs> In the days following, it was kind of funny, but Mr. Jasper was really serious about teaching me self-protection maneuvers. I asked him if he thought I was supposed to use this stuff on my own family members. He stated very clearly, Little man, anybody who rolls on you wrong has to be taken down. And I don't care what family they belong to. <laughs> oh, he made sure I really understood what he was telling me, and I did. He told me I was too small of a guy not to have these tactics on hand. He said, this is old school stuff, and there's no need for new tricks. All the old ones still work. I got the lessons, though I thought the whole thing was a bit funny. The next two weeks seemed to be the longest weeks ever. I was so anxious. When the Jespers, the, the Jespers departed Ohio, for Ohio on that Tuesday afternoon, I was equipped with numbers to everywhere they would be staying and a list of house rules that I already knew. They also let me know that Waleed would be spending nights in the house with me. Since me being there was so new, they really didn't want me to be all alone. Waleed suggested it, of course. Because he is on vacation from work and he, has general, he was generally home by himself while my mom is at work in the late hours. His parents were happy he would be there with me, and so was he, but for completely different reasons. That evening, I was wondering where Waleed was. I waited patiently from the time he was off of work for him to show up. Before long, I was getting a little upset with him. I felt like he was playing with me. I ended up going to bed around midnight. All that anger was exhausting. As I lay resting, I didn't even hear Waleed let himself into the house around 1 a.m., I was sleeping really good when I felt like I was having a fantastic dream. Just about everything on me below the waist was tingling. It felt so real and so good, I just continued to slumber and go with it. After a while, it got too involved and I knew I wasn't dreaming, and besides, I could smell alcohol. I opened my eyes and said, What are you doing? And where the hell have you been? No answer came. I was just looking down at the top of a head of dreadlocks. He continued to service my body and ignore me. When I knew anything, I was being turned into my stomach. As I felt his hair touching my back and his lips caressing me all over my back, I was drifting into his control as usual. But something in me said, no, I want answers. I grabbed a handful of his hair and stopped him. 
I said, answer me. I've been sitting here waiting on you. You didn't even text me or call me. He looked up at me and said, oh, now I got to check in with you. I was stunned at how he said it. It was so sarcastic. He had never spoken to me that way. I didn't like it. I rolled to the side of my bed and said, I beg your pardon. Do you have to check in? You have to do anything. Just like I don't have to do anything. We have been sneaking and sliding around. Maybe I was naive and thinking I meant something to you. <laughs> my fault, player. He said, T, don't start that shit. I'm not trying to hear all that right now. I'm just trying to give you some of this dick and go to sleep. It was clear that he was drunk. That comment infuriated me. I jumped up and stormed to my bedroom door and said, Give me some dick and go to sleep. <laughs> I hope you don't think that you are doing me some favor, buddy. Because I'm not looking for any handouts. I'm the one that's been doing you the favor. I'm keeping the secrets that you wouldn't want anybody to know and sharing myself with you. So don't you get that fucked up. <laughs> he looked at me in disbelief. And to be honest, I was a little surprised at myself blowing up at him too. He jumped up and staggered over to me. He grabbed me by my arm and said, Topaz, I'm not trying to argue with you. <laughs> you starting to sound like your mom. She always fucking arguing and shit. I'm not trying to do all that with you, with the both of you. Now, can I get some ass or what? <laughs> can you? Because <laughs> you done made me lose my wood with all your bitching. Damn. I pushed him as hard as I could, which made him stumble into the bed. He yelled, what the fuck, T? I walked over to him and said, don't you ever compare me and my mother like that, you bastard. And who cares about your lost wood? You must have lost your mind, too, because I'm not having this. I can't believe you. I stormed out of the room and went out into the hallway. I was going to go downstairs, but before I could make it, I was being dragged down the hallway to his bedroom. He got me into the room and locked the door behind us. I said, let me out of here, Waleed. He said, no, I'm not. Not until you accept my apology. I didn't mean it. I'm so sorry. I never want to hurt you. Please forgive me. He had tears streaming down his face. Suddenly, all my anger was out the window. He had fallen onto his knees with both his hands wrapped around my legs. I couldn't even move. I said, okay, Waleed, I accept your apology. Please let go of my legs. He let go and took the lock off the door. I went to leave out and he said, wait a minute, where are you going? I said, to bed. I have to go to school in the morning. He stood there looking like a child that just dropped their ice cream cone. He said, what am I supposed to do? I said, try taking a shower. Then take your drunk ass to bed. I marched down the hall back to my room. I was pretty proud that I had stood up for myself. Within 40 minutes, I was back in a good slumber when I felt Waleed's somewhat damp, naked body pressed up against mine. He was trying to make his way to get my pajama bottoms off. I turned up to my back and said, 
Excuse me, Mr. Jesper, but I believe I made myself very clear a little while ago. He looked at me and said, what? I smiled vindictively and said, I still don't want no joint dick. Thanks, but no thanks. He strided me in all his nakedness with legs across my midsection, pinning me to the bed. As he rested on top of me with himself fully erect in his hand, he said, what am I supposed to do with this? I looked at him and said, well, the one thing you did get right is you said, what are you supposed to do? Because I'm not doing anything with it. Now, if you don't mind, I need to get some sleep. He began working on himself and said, is this it? Do you want to see me make myself pop off? I'll do it if you agree to finish it. I'll get it started for you. T, you're starting to be off the hook. I interrupted him. Boy, if you don't get out of here with that mess, I'm not finishing anything. What you don't understand, I'm not doing anything with you. Least of all, some ridiculous form of hand-to-hand -hand combat. Wally, get on somewhere and take your drunk ass to sleep. He looked so disappointed as he rolled over and got under the blanket and pulled up close to me. I could still feel the stiffness of his bottom half resting against me. It was so difficult to ignore, but I was determined. He knew it too. After about 10 minutes, he said, I'm sorry, baby. I said, no problem. Good night. All at once, I felt his hand sliding around onto the elastic of the waist of my bottoms. In one sweep, he slid them off. I said, damn it, Waleed. He interrupted my attack and said, no tea. Listen, hear me out. I said, hear what, man? He took his full erect member and placed it in between my legs a few inches below my goods and said, I'm going to leave it here. And if you change your mind, you put it where you want it. Okay? I said, whatever, Wally, You're ridiculous. I laid there trying to go to sleep for the longest time. It was such a struggle not to slide down and get it started. But I held my ground. After 30 minutes, his erection disappeared. And another 10 minutes after that, he started snoring. I tried to catch some sleep for the few hours left before I had to leave for school. While he was sleeping so hard, he didn't even realize I had left in the morning. Halfway through my day at school, I got a text from him stating that it was going down this evening, so I better be ready. I just smiled because secretly, I couldn't wait. <laughs> when I got from school, there was no Waleed to be found. I just did some work around the house and waited on my payback sex session to get started. Before long, time had gone by. I had gotten tired, and around 1.30 a.m., I went to bed and thought to myself, here we go again. I had no idea where Waleed was, and I was becoming less and less concerned with his whereabouts. This was getting old fast. I laid in that bed, but I wasn't sleepy. I was tired, and there is a definite difference. I wasn't going to let myself fall asleep. Tonight, we're going to discuss some things that I wanted straight. I didn't like being placed on hold indefinitely. Waleed finally showed up. 
I heard him come through the front door. I looked over at the clock. It was 3.17 a.m. By this time, I was furious. I got up and walked to my bedroom door and stood in the opening. As I watched him climb the stairs, I can see he was drunk again. I just watched in disgust as he reached the top step. He looked over and said, Oh, hey, baby. I'm sorry. I should have been here. I met the guys from work for a couple of drinks again. I hope you don't mind. I started to lose the anger and said, I don't mind you going, but you could have called Waleed. I've been sitting here waiting for you. Do you know how that makes me feel? It only takes a moment to call or text. He said, you right, T, and I won't do it again. I'm going to go take a shower, and I'm going to take care of you. Just give me a few minutes, love. All while I was out, I was thinking about coming home and making love to you for the rest of the night. I stood there and said, okay, Wally, and hurry up. Why can't I stay mad at him? It was driving me crazy. Why does he have such a hold on me? Once I heard the shower in Wally's room turn on, I went over into his room and took off all my clothes and got under the covers and waited on him to come out of the shower. When he came out and seen me laying there, he said, Hey, babe, let me finish drying off. I said, That won't be necessary. I've been waiting all night. I'm ready for you now. Right now. We went at it for the rest of the night and into the morning. It was so intense, I thought my body was going to give out. Every time Waleed would whisper in my ear that he was so in love with me, I thought I was going to burn up from the inside out. After he wrapped up our session, we went down. We went to sleep in each other's arms. <laughs> For me, that is one of the best parts. Being in Waleed's embrace always made me feel safe and wanted. I loved it. Child. We slept until the afternoon. When I woke up, I could hear the alarm going off on Waleed's phone. My mom had called him quite a few times. I woke up and said, you have messages on your phone, Waleed. He said, okay, baby, I'm getting up now. He laid up there for a few more moments, then he finally got up, grabbed his phone, and listened to the messages. He said, oh, she's starting already. I don't know how much longer I can do this. It's starting to wear me down, man. I said, well, let me leave so you can talk. He said, hold up, T. I need you to do something for me. I said, sure, boo. What's up? He pulled the covers off of himself and said, me, I got wood. And I need you to knock it down for me. I laughed and said, you so nasty. He told me it was my fault, that these things went on and it was my job to keep him comfortable. I told him I was going to need a raise because the pay for this job sucked. He laughed and said, you can get whatever you want from the employer as long as you suck too. <laughs> it was funny to me how quickly Waleed could think and comment when he was talking nasty. I took care of my so-called duty to Waleed and went to start getting myself ready to get dressed. After 3 p.m., we were leaving the house. Waleed had been sitting waiting on me. I took a little longer than normal to get dressed. 
I was so anxious and I wanted to look good. So everybody knew I was doing okay. I was looking hot. <laughs> black jeans, black Tims with a black fitted sweater that Mrs. Jesper had custom made for me. It was an area that was attached at the wrist where it fit around your thumb like a glove. <clears throat> Excuse me. I also had a black across the shoulder coach bag. When I came down the steps, Wally looked me over and said, Damn, we better get going before I get to taking all that shit off of you. You look good as fuck, T. Flat stomach and a banging ass, and it's all mine. He groped his crotch and smiled like he had just won the lottery. I grabbed my black leather bomber jacket and headed for the door. While he said, we're going to have a ball. You know your grandma can cook her ass off. And after you keep making me have sex with you, I'm so hungry. I laughed and said, me? Making you have sex with me? Yeah, right. We locked up the house and got in Wally's SUV. As he started it up, I said, Hey, Waleed, I, um, and I paused. He said, what, babe? I said, I'm a little embarrassed about it. Embarrassed about what? I said, lately, I've been getting, he said, yeah, getting what? I put my head down and said, horny. laughed and said is that it that's nothing to be embarrassed about i'm horny all the time especially when i think about you i said i know and it drives me crazy one minute i'm fine and then the next you'll come to my mind and then it starts and i just had that happen to me he looked at me with a smile and said because you know you love this shit <laughs> I said, I do, and I'm real, real horny right now. Wally turned the truck off and said, oh, that ain't no problem. Let's go back in the house. We'll be just a little late. I said, no, mm -mm. let's go. He said, nah, man, come on. I'm about to text that ass right quick. I, I laughed and said, see what I mean? Shit talker. Now, who you saying was sprung over who? I'm not really horny. I was just making a point. Wally said, well, I am now. So let's go in the house. I reached over and kissed him and said, later, Wally, I'm hungry. He said, that's cool, but you're going to pay for this later on. I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. I just laughed at him. <laughs> He's ridiculous. We pulled up to the front of my grandmother's house and parked. I took a deep breath and said, okay, so this is it. Wally said, don't worry, Boo Bear. I got you. I said, I know. We got out of the truck and headed toward the house, and there was that empty feeling in my stomach. I told myself there was nothing to worry about. As we reached the porch, the door flew open and out jumped my Uncle Joe. What's up, nephew? <laughs> He grabbed me into his arms and said, you looking good. And I hear the Jaspers is treating you real good. I said, yes, sir. They are. How you been, Unc? He said, I'm good, Nep. You know, same old shit, different day, right? 
I laughed as he gave Wally the pound and a hug and said, what's up, my nigga? You a stand-up dude. You kept your word and took care of my baby, and I love you for it. I owe you, man. Wally said, Joe, man, that ain't necessary. I'm down for baby boy. He's family to me and my folks, I bet. We walked into the house. I looked around, and I was very happy to see my family members. There was a bunch of them there, cousins, aunts, uncles, and all. I hugged my grandma as she said, Hello, Jean. Baby, how are you? I'm so glad you came. We're family, and we need to be together. You hear me? Come with me. She grabbed my hand and led me to the kitchen, where my mom and Tree Ann were sitting at the table. There were a few other family members in there. Wally was right behind us. I said, hey, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm so glad to see y'all. My mom just looked at me with an unbothered expression on her face and said, hey. Trianne literally rolled her eyes up in her head and walked out of the kitchen. I can feel my rage beginning to build, but I told myself, I'm not doing it today. I got a soda and started back toward the living room where some of my other cousins were. Wally followed behind me and caught me in the hall and said, You okay? I said, I ain't pressed. I'm good. At that moment, I hear my mom yell Wally's name. He started back to the kitchen area and I heard her tell him, Grab a seat. You ain't got the baby that motherfucker. My grandmother said, We ain't doing this today. We're going to repair our family. My mama said, whatever. As the day went on, the shady behavior continued. Mom and Trian just basically acted like I wasn't there. And whenever we made eye contact, they would kind of roll their eyes. It was just pissing me off more and more as the day went on. It was finally time to sit down for dinner, and the whole family was gathered in the kitchen area and the dining room area. We all just squeezed in. It used to be a great time for us as a family, but for me now, not so much. I was sitting in my seat across from my mom and next to my grandma for a few minutes, and I realized Trianne and Waleed were both not in their seats next to my mom. I thought it was real cute how they had set me across the table like I wasn't a part of their family unit. I got up and told my grandma, I'm going to run to the bathroom real fast. She said, hurry up, Jean. And tell Waleed and Trianne to get the get the lead, the lead out wherever they are. My mom said, I don't know where Waleed's dumbass is, but Trianne went to the bathroom. I turned my head and looked at her and shot her a dirty look. She looked at me and said, Ann, did you have a problem with something I said? I stared at her and said, I beg your pardon, mom. Are you speaking to me? She said, fuck you and that smart shit. Don't get fucked up. I looked at her and said, I think not. She went to jump up and my grandmother said, sit your ass down. Okay, grandma. <laughs> I ain't having this shit and I'm serious, Teresa. Jean, go on to the bathroom. I was still standing there. I looked at my grandma and then I proceeded down the hallway. As I was reaching the top of the stairs, I can hear whispers. Ooh. As I got down the hallway, I can hear more clearly. 
I heard Waleed's voice. Y'all better hold on because I think something about to happen. I can hear Waleed's voice. You know that's not true. You know that ain't how it went down. Don't try to blackmail me because I don't play that bullshit. Why are you so vindictive? And why do you hate her so much? Then I heard, because she's a bitch and she never did anything for me. And I'm going to take everything she has that I want, including you. And we're going to pause right there for the calls. Don't go nowhere, y'all. Let me let y'all know what we doing. I can't believe it. Hold on, y'all. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome to another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. Relax, kick up your feet as we get into this week's read. Tonight we'll be reading Loving Topaz, a novella. By James Caldwell. Head on over to Amazon.com. Download your books today. Come and support our authors. But we're going to get into this book. <laughs> Loving Topaz. Tell a friend to tell a friend and then tell their friends. We over here reading, y'all. But let's get into this book. Are you ready? continue oh i hope y'all sitting back i hope y'all relax baby if you got your feet up baby elevate because i feel like somebody's feet swole right now so put your feet up elevate your feet honey mm -hmm. we gonna continue Whew. i could tell right away it was trianne's voice i could hardly stand still i wanted to hurt her i stood there so i could make sure i had my info right before i jumped to any conclusion Wally said, no, Trian, you're not going to get me, and I'm not being part of all your bullshit. Whew. You are already part of it, she said, and you will be mine. Period. You can't resist me, and you know it. I've already seen that. That dick has my name all over it. Whew. Then I heard Wally said, don't fucking touch me. You fucked up. I shot around the corner. They were standing right in front of the bathroom door. Trianne had her hand up in Wally's crotch with a good hold on his business. He was trying to remove her hand as he seen me. I said, what the fuck ever? This is cute, now isn't it? Wally said, T, wait a minute, let me explain. 
I interrupted him. You don't have anything to explain to me. I know this tree and I know how she gets down. Trianne was standing there with a smug grin on her face and she said, I beat your ass again, faggot. I said, trust me, them days are over, boo-boo. You got me fucked up. What you need to do is stop trying to be Teresa and learn how to be Trianne. Go get your own man or get you a good deal, though, you fucking lonely bitch. Oof, child, heavy on a disclaimer, baby. That will be cussing, cussing, okay? <laughs> she tried to lunge at me, to which Waleed grabbed her neck with a death grip. He had her so tightly snatched that she couldn't move. He said, we're going to go down and eat, and this shit is over. None of us are saying shit. Do you fucking understand? She said, yes. <laughs> Let me go. We let her go. She pushed past us and went back down the hallway towards the steps. He looked at me and said, T, not a word. And I mean it. I said, easy, Mr. Jasper. Don't give me any orders. I'm about tired of all this shit. But you and I will discuss, discuss why I didn't know this bullshit was going on later. Do you understand? He said, okay, babe. Let's just eat and then we'll go. I said, maybe we will. And then again, maybe not. We went downstairs and took our seats at the table. My grandmother started talking about having the whole family together and how happy she was. She talked about missing my brother and how much everybody loves me, my sister and my mom. She told us we have a lot to be thankful for. She rubbed my shoulder and said, Also, I'm grateful to Waleed and his parents for helping to keep our family together. Y'all are good people, my future son-in-law. I thought, son-in-law, was this some old mess that's been discussed and he hasn't said anything? Okay, now I'm boiling. But before I could say a word, Trian blurts out, Son-in-law, really, Waleed? What's that all about? How are you going to be a son-in-law? I said to myself, she's getting ready to start the Trian show. I interrupted her. Shut up. For once in your life, just shut up. You are just ridiculous and always trying to get something going. She stood up and said, fuck you, faggot. I don't know why you keep coming back. We keep trying to get rid of you. Mom doesn't love you and doesn't want anything to do with you. So why don't you just go away? I stood up and said, don't worry. I am going to go away. But not before I let you know how ridiculous this family is. You hate me for no reason, and you also hate her for no reason. And mom, I have no idea why you hate me. But the gay thing, that ain't it. Not for all the hate you're displaying towards me. So, what is it? Before my mom could say anything, my Uncle Joe had stood up. He said, I'm sick of this shit. All these motherfucking secrets and shit in that little bitch of yours tree. You praise her and run behind her and she cuts you every chance she gets. I know what's up. And whenever you really want to know, Tree, sit down with me and I'll let you know. But y'all bitches better not fuck with my motherfucking nephew. That's y'all shit. And that's what the fuck's up.
My grandmother interrupted. That's enough, Joe. Everybody sit down. Jesus. Trianne said, fuck your old ass. <laughs> fuck your old loser ass, Joe. You can't tell nobody shit about me, you bastard. And you right, you fucking faggot. I do hate you. I told you before you're a bitch and an embarrassment. You should be like some of the others and go kill yourself, freak ass. But instead, you parade around with girly ass clothes on trying to be a bitch. You even got a purse now. What the fuck is that? Then you got people calling you topaz. I heard about that shit. That ain't your name, you gay ass bitch. Ooh, James, what you doing to me, child? <laughs> I said, actually, it is. Is that your jealous? <laughs> is it? Is that it? <clears throat> You're jealous? Is that why you can't stand me? What are my clothes and the way I act have to do with you? Who could be any more embarrassing than you two? I'm the news being hauled out of the church for acting like damn Vikings. I don't do all that. Is that the problem? That you're a fat bitch <laughs> that is upset because you can't wear what I can? Is that why you always want to fight and tear up all my clothes in the process? If you were as dedicated to a diet as you are to hating me, we could be in competition. <laughs> but right now, there ain't no competition. Is there? Just that, just that one that you and your mammy are in. You want to be her? So you hate her, and she wants to be young again. It sounds like an awful Lifetime movie. You very sick and twisted. By this time, Wally had moved from in between my mom and Trianne and made his way around the table towards me, and so had my Uncle Joe. My mom said, fuck all this bullshit. I did hear about that renaming yourself shit. It's always something with you and your gay ass. And Joe... What the fuck you talking about, nigga? You don't know shit. Trianne interrupted her. Yes, he does. But I'd rather tell you myself. That little dude you been sneaking around with from your job, he likes to sneak around with me too. Joe seen us at the club, but I told you a long time ago, you need to get a man your own age. He ain't but 25. Wally said, Tree, what the hell? He grabbed me by my arm and said, let's roll. My mom said, we're just friends, Waleed, but fuck you if you want to go, then go. She quickly focused her attention on Trianne. And what are you trying to do? Are you trying to run behind me with a nigga? You ain't got it like that, bitch. Trianne said, how you figure? I fucks that nigga swell several times a week. And every time we're together, he sucks my pussy and tells me that he loves me. <laughs> and I laugh because every time I talk to you, I'm smelling it on your breath. Because, yeah, he told me you sucks his dick and you ain't even good at it. You old ass cougar bitch. I am weak. <laughs> weak. The family members were holding them apart. You could tell mom really wanted to get Trianne. I looked at Wally's face. He was looking really hurt and betrayed, but he just stood there holding my arm. Trianne then continued on. 
And being as though we're talking about my motherfucking skills, bitch, why don't we ask Waleed? Ask him who sucks a better dick, me or you, bitch. <laughs> she talking to her mama. The room seemed to start to move in slow motion and everybody was looking at Waleed. I yanked my arm away from him just as he went into a rage. He said, hell no, Trian. I told you I don't fucking play these games. I'm sorry to be disrespectful to this family, but y'all ain't gonna put me in that shit. Tree, I ain't do that shit. I was at the house a few weeks ago and Trianne let herself in with her key and got started fucking with me while I was laying on the couch. I was asleep. And when I woke up, I pushed her off of me and put a stop to it immediately. Mm -hmm. I didn't say anything because the two of you had just started speaking again and I didn't want to fuck it up. Trian, tell the truth. Trian said, what truth, baby? You was in a full hard on when I was sucking his dick and you know we've been making plans to finish up. I am going to let you beat my shit up just like you asked. Waleed interrupted her. What? If I was trying to kick it with you, why would I be trying to finish up? I would have just finished it right then. You are a liar, Trian. I'm not going to sit here and be accused of something I didn't do. I wanted to let him hang, but I couldn't, so I chimed in and said, It's true. When I was at the bathroom a minute ago, I caught Trian trying to set him up and threatening him. Trian screamed, Fucking faggot! I'm going to fuck you up! She tried to get at me, but no one would let her. My family contained the situation. They got everybody settled, and I told Waleed, get our coats. We out of here. But not before I give my regards to my family for the last time. Ooh, I went back to the dining area where some folks were finally eating. My mom was sitting on the far end of the room crying with a few family members huddled around talking to her. My grandmother was working the room trying to keep the peace. And Trianne was sitting at the table fussing and cussing. Uncle Joe was just standing in the center of the room, not amused. I said, family, I love you, but I can't do this with y'all no more. Uncle Joe, I will love you to the day after I leave the planet and beyond. Grandma, thank you for trying, but it's time for me to move on. There's too much hate, and I don't need to endure any more of it. Take care of yourself. My mom yelled out, I never wanted you. I never wanted you. Get the fuck out. I said, it's probably a good thing that you didn't, Teresa Baloo, because now you don't have me. You are dead to me. You can rest in peace along with your dead son that you wanted. She tried to get up the charge, but to no avail. By this time, Wally had come back in to see what was taking so long. Trian had jumped up on her feet and yelled, Don't say shit about my brother, you fucking bitch. I said very calmly, I'm going to enjoy knowing that you are so in denial about why you hate me so much and knowing that it's going to eat you alive from your insides out, you rotten whore. I hope you and mother get to see your brother that you love so much real soon. At that point, Trianne grabbed a hold of my shirt, and it was a different ball game than she was used to. 
I wasn't being dragged and beaten up. We were fighting and exchanging blows. She was tearing my shirt again. She was tearing my shirt apart. And I was tearing hair out of her head by the handfuls. I had had enough. We had overturned furniture and knocked food all over the floor. My Uncle Joe brought us up single-handedly. He told Waleed to hold me, and he put Trianne in a chair. I screamed, I'm tired of this shit. The next motherfucker that puts their hands on me is going to pay dearly. Y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> you better come on top ass. <laughs> Trianne said, I'm going to whoop your ass every time I see you, faggot. Every time. I promise you that. I saw my opportunity for revenge and I seized it. Waleed had let go of me to pick up my coat. And in that split second, I made a mad dash while going into my shoulder bag. I got up to the chair Trianne was sitting in before she could brace herself. And I punched her. <laughs> Dad squared her mouth with all the force I could. Me, her, and the chair fell over. My Uncle Joe said, Waleed, get him. Trianne was ready to get up, and I was ready. I yelled, come on, bitch. Come on. Come get me. Whoop my ass like you said you would. I'm tired of you talking shit. It is today. My mom yelled, fucking faggot. She ran around the table, and I told her, Teresa Ballou, I don't want to, but I promise you, if you run up on me, you'll be picking rug lint off of your back. She kept coming, and before she could get to me, Uncle Joe yanked her by her shirt and slammed her to the floor with such force, I thought he had broken her neck. He then said, I fucking told y'all, don't touch him. My grandmother was screaming, Gee, you get out. You done knocked her tooth out. You get out. <laughs> I said, Grandma. You choosing sides? <laughs> she just looked at me. I said, I understand. You always did. You're just a little fake, though. I still love you. <laughs> As I walked out the door, I looked over my shoulder and I could see the blood running from Trianne's mouth, along with the gaping hole where her two front teeth used to reside. Where the teeth reside? Where the teeth reside? <laughs> Baby, they ain't there no more. <laughs> Once my lead and I were in his truck, I could feel my hand throbbing horribly. I said, can you please take me by the emergency? He pulled off and said, what's wrong, baby? You hurt? I said, oh, I'm definitely hurt, but it's my hand that I need to be looked at. I had unballed my fist and put my little secret back into my shoulder bag. You see, when I hit Trianne in the mouth, I had a roll of quarters. In my hand. You better come up for the quarters. <laughs> I fully intended to knock her teeth out. And that just what I did. I will play the victim. No more. We spent a couple of hours at the emergency room. My hand had a very bad sprain. But it wasn't broken. They wrapped it very tightly in the ace bandage. We got into the SUV and headed home. And I was thinking to myself. And now. Round two. I was still quiet. I was pissed at Waleed, and he knew it. 
We got to the house and I just jumped out of the truck without saying a word. I let myself in and went straight to my room and closed the door. I began to undress and continue with my anger that was steadily building inside of me. After a few moments, I heard a light tap on my door followed by a pitiful voice saying, Topaz, baby, please, please let me in. Let me explain myself. I opened the door and walked over and sat on my bed. He walked into the room slowly and sat on the bed next to me. He just sat there for a few minutes, so I said, Don't just sit there. Start explaining. Explain it all to me, Wally. Explain. How you didn't tell me that you were being blackmailed by my sister? Explain. How you didn't tell me that my sister had your favorite body part in her mouth? Explain how it slipped your mind that you and my mom had been talking about getting married. At that moment, I reached over and hit him upside the head. All of his dreads fell forward into his face. He just sat there. Then he said, I deserve that. I said, you damn right you did. Whatever happened to when you're 18, it's going to be me and you. Yeah, right. How did that work? You, me, my mom, and her ring? And who else, Waleed? Who else is there? Who else are you fucking? I hate you. I hate your black ass. You use me. You don't love me. You a liar. A stinking, filthy, vicious fucking liar. By this time, the tears had begun to flow. I dropped my head into my hands. Waleed just flopped back into the bed. He was covering his face as he started to explain. I don't want you to hate me. I never lied to you. I never lied, Topaz. I knew you wouldn't understand the thing between me and Trianne. That's why I kept it away from you. But I was going to tell you about it after I got it all straightened out. Mm -hmm. I sat straight up and interrupted him. Holding things back from me doesn't work. How many times do I have to tell you that? You love to play the 16-year-old card on me like you always trying to protect me. Do I really need all that protection? No one was trying to protect me when you took my virginity, when you took my virginity away. You weren't all worried then. The only worry you did you had then was if I could get you to climax. You full of shit. He sat up and grabbed me by my arm and said, Shut your damn mouth. You ain't gonna keep talking to me like that. Get mad. I screamed at him. Take your damn hands off of me. Don't start trying to manhandle me, fucker. You told me the lies. You got your dick sucked. You the one getting engaged. I'm getting screwed, which is all I've got since I've been fucking around with you. I was stupid, but no more. No more. I don't want to hear shit else from you. I slapped his hand off of me and got up to finish changing my clothes. I slid my jeans off and threw them into the hamper. While Lee stood up from the bed trying to explain, I am telling you, it's not true. I'm not engaged to anybody. I don't know where all that shit came from. I've been at the point with Tree that I could hardly stand to be in the room with her without arguing like cats and dogs. Why would I ask her to marry me? You know deep down inside how I feel about you. I understand you being mad with all that's going on today. But you can't just dismiss me like that. He was standing directly in front of me at this point, And he was looking down at me. He said, T, look at you. How could I not be in love with you? 
Child. I was in nothing but a pair of royal blue bikini underwear by that time. Wally reached down around me and pulled me into him as he spoke. I think about you all day, every day, even when I'm in the bed at night with Tree. My mind is over here on you. You got me fucked up. His hand slid down. He was now rubbing my behind. I said, is that supposed to be cute to me? That you in bed with my mother and just getting done fucking her and you telling me that you thinking about me? You and Trianne probably would make a good pair. She's all twisted up too. This sounds like some lifetime shit. I'm telling you, I don't like this and I want out. I was trying to push Waleed off of me, but he wouldn't allow it. He had me so tightly wrapped in his grasp that I couldn't move. He said, you ain't going nowhere. It's just you and me now. I ain't fucking with Tree. She fucking cheated on me and I'm done. I'm going to get my shit out of that house this week. I'll be right across the hall. You won't have to be lonely anymore, T. I'll be a few steps away, baby. I said, Wally, are you kidding me? I mean, do you hear yourself? You are mad at her for cheating on you. What do you think you're doing with me? And sorry, but I think your bullshit was a little worse. You need to own it and suck it up that she was slicker than you were. Because you didn't catch her. You were clueless. If you want to move on, then move on. Well, there's no need for harsh feelings coming from you. They are not warranted. But when it comes to me and all of this mess, this is where I get off the train. He backed up from me and pushed his dreads out of his face and said, Oh, really? I can see clearly what I call his angry eyebrows. They were almost meeting in the middle of his forehead. He leaned forward into my face and said, That bitch went slick. Yeah, she tried to play me. But how could she have played me when I keep my dick in you more than her? So the joke's on her, isn't it? And you ain't done with me till I say you done with me. You belong to me. Ain't no other nigga gonna get what's mine. I broke you in with this dick. And you're going to stay on this dick till I say I want you off. You got that? I mugged him in his face with my full hand as hard as I could and started pushing him in his chest as I was yelling, Fuck you, Waleed! Fuck you! <laughs> you tried to use me for some sick, twisted reason, but no more! I'm done with your black ass! He grabbed me around my neck and threw me onto the bed and tore my underwear off in one pull. It kind of hurt a bit as the material ripped off my body. He leaned over and kissed me on my behind and said, But I'm not done with your ass. Not yet. That's my shit. Don't you forget that. I named you and I claimed you. He stood up as I laid on the bed naked and crying. He gave me a nod of his head and put the torn underwear up to his nose and said, That's some good ass. It always smells like baby powder and baby lotion. And it's mine. The sooner you figure it out, the better off we'll be. And stop crying. You know I don't like it when you cry. He walked out of my room and slammed the door behind him. Ooh, child of nerves, honey. I laid there on the bed for about 40 minutes just sobbing. What in the world have I got myself into? I still felt safe for some reason with Waleed. 
I just wasn't sure about his current mindset. I knew he was hurt and angry, and I didn't want him to take out his frustrations on me. I had never had him speak to me that way. It hurt me and made me feel like I was nothing to him. I felt like I was a pawn in some twisted game between him and my mom. After laying there, my worry turned into anger, and I vowed to get back at Waleed and to turn the table on our interactions. I had three days to work with before the Jespers would be home on Sunday. I plotted and I planned, and within the next few hours, I was ready to kick it up a notch. <clears throat> I got up and walked my naked body over to Wally's room. He had dozed off. It was around midnight. I went into his bathroom and took a shower and came out soaking wet. I walked over to the bed and climbed on top of him, which woke him up. He just laid still and looked at me and said, What are you doing? And why did your ass all wet? I said, Because I forgot my towel in my room. And when I looked at you, I just wanted to get close to you. Is that a problem? Are you still mad? He said, A little. I don't like that smart shit, T. I licked his towel lip and I said, I don't really feel like arguing right now. Do you have anything else you'd rather be doing to me right now? And with that, I slid off of him and laid on top of, on along the top half of the bed with my legs spread as far apart as I could. He was looking at me like a kid in a candy store. I grabbed him by his hair as he mounted me with all of his clothes still on. It seemed within seconds, they were off. He was banging at me so hard that I could tell he was still upset with me a bit. I said, if that's the way you take out your anger, <clears throat> I just have to piss you off more often. He was clearly going at it and grunting and groaning. This was definitely an anger-induced session on both our parts. He was beginning to verbalize his climax when I threw my plan into high gear. I told him to let me get on top. He rolled both of us over and I continued working him over. As he started to tense up, I stood straight up and yanked his condom off with one swift motion and jumped off the bed. He said, what the hell are you doing, T? I said, huh? What do you mean? He said, how are you going to get up and stop before I skeet? I looked at him and said, you need to know, I don't like that smart shit either. And furthermore, I don't belong to anyone. I will make love to only who I choose to. And I will make you skeet when I won't. Not when you won't. And with that, I threw the condom on his chest and walked out of the room and slammed the door behind me. <laughs> I am dead. <laughs> the next day, I stayed in my room for the most for most of the day until I heard Waleed leave out of the front door. He hadn't said anything to me at all. I'm sure he was definitely still mad after that stun I pulled. I was pretty at ease with Waleed out of the house. The funny thing was, as mad as he had made me, I couldn't wait for him to come back. I felt like I must be losing my mind. I know I'm absolutely in love with him, and I know this is going to be a dead end, but I can't help it. After a few hours went by, and as I sat down in the game room eating popcorn, I heard keys at the front door. I got all excited and had butterflies in my stomach longer to lay my eyes on him. But... Disappointment followed as I heard him go upstairs and enter his room and slam the door. 
Could he still be that upset with me? I sure hope not. I really didn't want him to be mad at me, but I had to keep him in check. He went a bit too far last night. About 20 minutes later, I heard him coming down the stairs, but he turned and went into the kitchen. Just as I was convinced that he had written me off, I heard him coming downstairs to the game room. I fought to hold my smile back. He stood in the game room and stood over me for a second. I looked up at him and he immediately leaned over and kissed me and said, I'm sorry, Boo Bear. I was acting like an ass. Do you forgive me? I said, I suppose... He reached into my lap and took a handful of the popcorn that I was eating and started to eat it as he slid close to me on the couch. He said, what are we watching, love? I told him the name of the movie and we sat there and took in a few more movies and just enjoyed each other. We played and wrestled and talked about school and his work. It was perfect. After a few hours, I had fallen asleep on Wally's shoulder. He said, come on, baby. Let's go upstairs and go to bed. I said, okay. I went to get up and he said, hold up. And he picked me up and carried me to the second floor and into his room. <clears throat> Once he locked the door behind us, <clears throat> he began to make certain that I knew he was sorry for the previous events. He made love to me the way he did the first day I had given myself to him. The next morning, I laid in Wally's arms, just so satisfied. All alone, knowing that I was right back where I had started. On the outs with my family and all into Walid. And scene. <laughs> Ooh-wee. Baby, that was chapter eight of Love and Topaz. Oh, my God. James, child. Oh, you had me cussing, cussing. Disclaimer, child. It was cussing and all kind of other crap took one up up in there. But listen, did y'all enjoy that read? Did y'all enjoy that? Like, what did y'all think about the read tonight, honey? I'm going to drop the link just in case anybody wants to come up here so we can discuss what happened tonight in this chapter. But listen, I, I wasn't expecting this, but baby Topaz, when he said he grabbed them $10, <laughs> that roll of quarters, Baby, he knocked out her two front teeth. Honey, what a teeth reside. What a teeth reside. They weren't there no more. Mm-mm. They weren't there no more. And I'm proud of him for fighting back. I am very proud of him for fighting back. I mean, I know that's his sister and everything. But a certain, at a certain point, you got to be like, uh, girl, you're going to get this word. Mm-mm. So she keep calling him a girl. She keep calling him a B word and he gave it to her just like he should have. Now, you know, him and his mama, <clears throat> you know, uh, now he ain't hit her. He, he was going to hit her. <laughs> he was going to hit her, but he ain't hit her because Uncle Joe, boy, he yanked her back to 1995. Ooh. It was a lot, Shadil. Girl, listen. What you say now? Oh, man, you ain't said it was going to be all of that. Girl, I ain't know it was going to be all of that. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be all of that. Like, I was shocked, too. I was shocked, too. But, uh, yeah, baby, when I tell you everybody need them Uncle Joe in their life for that one friend, that one family member, that one bully that we had in our life, baby, Uncle Joe was not playing about Topaz. Was not playing at all. Waleed ain't playing either. But what did y'all think? 
when Topaz walked up the stairs and he heard them whispers, what was the first thing that went through y'all mind? Because I sure thought that him and Tree Ed was up there in that bathroom hunching. I just knew they was up there hunching. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> but, I mean, at the end of the day, they still had some kind of uh, sexual encounter because, you know, she uh put her mouth where it wasn't supposed to be. But how you, I ain't no dude, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe that is possible for you to just be asleep and not know that somebody is. I don't know. <laughs> Topaz made it, uh, make it hard to dislike Waleed. <laughs> Do he make it hard? I mean, because in, in a sense, you kind of forget in a way that Topaz is actually a child. You know what I'm saying? So it, you right. Sometimes he do make it hard for you to remember. Like, okay, we supposed to be mad at Waleed right now, but then Waleed becomes the savior. I just can't get to the part where I feel like something with Joe and Waleed is gonna gonna take place. I don't know. Hey Terry girl, yeah, you gotta catch the replay, boo. But, oh, that was a long read. That was a long read. But I'm glad that y'all enjoyed it. Listen, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I am speechless. I am speechless. Is this book about a, no, it's more so about Topaz than that, Sephora. I think it's more so about him and his journey through him trying to figure himself out um and who he is and not accepting the things that people say and do to him i think that's more so where it is yeah it seems like that because it's a lot of uh sexual scenes in this book but i don't think that is that's that's the main focus of the book that's like you waking up not knowing if you're not into it you stop the person I don't think he stopped her, but whatever. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. I mean, if he gonna go after the son, then why not the daughter? What's the difference? It's it's still your girlfriend, kids. And Trianne, and, and he, Topaz is right. Trianne do seem like she want to be just like her mama. It's ridiculous. I said the same thing earlier in the chat about Uncle Joe. See, Uncle Joe and Mr. Jasper? I think, I think something, mm-hmm. Mr. Jasper, honey, Mr. Jasper, I think it's something going on. She said it's giving me R. Kelly vibes. <laughs> he did them both, of course, girl. He did all three of them. Oh, you said Uncle Joe, Trian, and and uh, Topaz? Oh, Uncle Joe and Wally be out drinking. You think he part of the crew, Keisha? You think he part of the crew that be out late night? Oh, Lord Jesus. See, look, now y'all got my mind going other places. I don't know. I don't know. But another, listen, I'm we're going to do our few church announcements that we always do. So if you got to the end of this video and you have not subscribed yet, um, why? <laughs> you got here to the end. Come on, go ahead and subscribe. Like the video if you have not. Share it if you can, honey. Let them know that we over here reading y'all every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be down here again over here at the Almond Delights Reading Corner. Uh, if you're on Instagram, go ahead and follow me at Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash Brown 9 If you are an author and you would like for me to read your book down here at the Almond Delights Reading Corner, please email me at almondbrown09 at gmail.com and we will get everything going. 
uh, if you would like for me to, uh, you would like for me to receive your book, you can also send me your book. We have a PO box. We have a PO box now, so you know what I'm saying. You can go ahead and send it to the PO box here. You can send your books, whatever your gifts, whatever you want to send. You can put them. Almond Brown 09, P.O. Box 1058, Stark, Florida 32091. You can send your stuff there, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I'll read it down here, but it is going to be in order of, you know, that I receive it. So at this point, oh yeah, while I'm talking, y'all can go ahead and drop your chocolate and your sun emojis in the chat, please. I appreciate you. And for those of you that don't know what the chocolate and the sun emoji represents, honey, it represents light and love over here because that's what we show one another if you can't find your chocolate or your sun emoji go ahead and drop a heart in the chat for the love honey that we show each other over here and everywhere that we go let me see anything else um oh you can also listen to the playback of this if you like to listen to a podcast style you can listen to it over at my podcast anchor.fm forward slash almond brown zero nine and shadil is putting everything in the chat for you guys if you need to see that but listen i don't know what we gonna do like i i i'm so outdone but y'all know so i hope y'all got y'all books uh like i said y'all like i always tell y'all please tell james thank you for allowing us to read um his book also we will be continuing this uh we have losing topaz and learning topaz also in the series we have two more chapters left, so maybe next week will be our last week for, oh, I don't think so. Well, maybe next week will be our last week for this book, but y'all get y'all books checked down in the description box below. I have a link to this book down in the description box over on Amazon. You can find this book and all, his, all of his other books that are also over there on Amazon. The book itself, if you want a hard copy, um, is $14.95. If you have Kindle, I think they have unlimited Kindle. It's um, free for you to download. Baby, I am. Ooh-wee. Great job as usual. You are really bringing this book to life, connected with the characters. Girl, <laughs> look, I'll be having to get into it because, listen, baby, when he when he said he reeled back and everything he had in him, boy, he went and punched her in her mouth. Listen, and I don't advocate. Let me say this right now. I do not advocate for no man hitting on a woman. I do not advocate for that. But y'all see how Ann was doing Topaz. I mean, her and the mama was just beating him up. Grabbing his clothes, ripping his clothes off from him. I mean, she, she, last week she stepped in his back and put a hole in his back. He had to go get stitches. So at what point will you say enough is enough? And you let her know, I'm going to give you a test of your own medicine. Now, you know, he done knocked the teeth out, so I don't, he don't need to do nothing else. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Now, leave the girl alone. Now, don't just don't go around her no more. But we're going to find out what the Jespers think. If the Jespers are going to walk in, do y'all think the uh, parents are going to walk in on them doing anything? I don't know. And what do you think about Topaz's, um, his revenge that he, that he's having at this, well, it's not really revenge no more. Is it? Cause he, he keep giving in. So, <laughs> I mean, the revenge would have been just to go in your room and lock the door and not let him in. But knowing him, he probably would have just broke the door down. Yeah, ain't no telling. Girl, yeah, that's them adult teeth, honey. I'm talking about knocking them straight out, girl. She got to go ahead and get her teeth done. Oh well, 
She should have left him alone. Like he asked her to, told her to leave her alone. But I love you guys. I thank you guys for joining us. Like this was a long read this week, baby, but I enjoyed it thoroughly. When I say thoroughly, I enjoyed it. Them black Tims was put to work tonight, honey. You better go Topaz. But I love y'all. I thank y'all for joining me tonight. Thank y'all for the interactions. I'm, um, uh, of course, like I said, I don't be reading the chat while I'm reading. So if I miss anybody coming in, I'm just giving y'all a, hey, everybody. Thank y'all for joining me or whatnot. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to my armor bearers, AKA my moderators, Shadia and Sephora for being in the chat tonight. I also give a shout out to my other um, armor bearers. I don't know if they're in the sky or not but b scales one two one four and also d1 i thank you guys for being there for me being here for the almond delights i appreciate y'all we're gonna come back next week for the almond delights reading corner again tell a friend to tell a friend y'all can share this video even if you don't have a community wall send it to somebody in the text mixes let them let them know what's going on over here on almond delights reading corner but i love you baby i gotta go pray honey i need to go Whew. I love you with the love of God. And there is what? Nothing you can do about it. I'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> -wee. Bye, y'all. Thank you all for joining another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. I pray that you enjoyed yourself and you're relaxing your mind and your body. And in your spirit. Come back and join us again next week. As we continue our reading. If you haven't subscribed. Please do so. Be blessed. And enjoy your evening. <laughs>